Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman, and I want to welcome you to the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barabo, and excited to be here with you again. Yeah, so we have a really important topic. I doubt that we can get very far in the show, but I think we can get far enough so that we can plant some seeds for you to explore, and maybe we'll do more later on the show. So one of the issues, one of the biggest issues that as a psychotherapist and as a shamanic practitioner and as a shamanic teacher that we're dealing with in this culture is lack of boundaries. Um, We were trained in this culture that it's more important to give than to receive. And that immediately started when we got that as children, that we were born for others. We were not born for ourselves. Everything is about taking care of others first, your last. Um, That has put us all, all of us, in a very unhealthy place because if you don't have good boundaries, your body doesn't have good boundaries and your body doesn't know how to fight off what's coming. And so if they're in our lifetime, because we've had all kinds of issues come up over the lifetime of the planet, in our lifetime, with all the issues, so many people on the planet so much internet, so much conflict, so much going on. If we don't have good boundaries, we absorb all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and that extends beyond our boundaries with people, but also like now that people are working from home, the work boundary has blurred and companies don't want people to come back to the office because they've realized well, these fools are going to be working 12, 14 hours a day because they're not going to, you know, have, they're not going to think that they've done enough because that's how our psyche goes. Whereas when you're in an office with people, you'll go visit somebody's desk, you'll have some coffee, but at home, it's just like you, you know, I didn't get enough done today. And right. and so I think that that's a, another place where we really have to really look and shore up like, what part of our lives are we doing what with them? Um, I just offered in my Win Mastery program that it's the simplest thing, that life pie chart, where you take your life and look at how you're spending a certain part of your day and look at that and see how much is, is towards self-care and how much is it taking care of others. I have an exercise and um, we're doing a little bit promotion here. In my book, How to Thrive in Changing Times, which is also called now called the Shaman's Toolkit. And I have a, a little exercise that you do where you draw the river of life and you write in your activities and what you're doing. And then you put an arrow next to the activity. Is it going with the river of life? 
Or is it going against the river of life? So everywhere where you have an arrow going against the river of life, you have to get rid of that or, or mm. sickness, some form. If it's not physical, some form of imbalance comes into your life because we're all riding the river of life. And those who are riding it backwards are having a really, really hard time, trust me, um, because you got to go with the flow of nature. And if you resist and fight nature all the time, you're going to get really ill on some level, you know, some unbalance is going to set in. I'm not trying to plant seeds. I'm just trying to talk realistically that we have to follow the river of life and a reader wrote in around boundaries. How do we keep our boundaries when we see horrific things going on, like a parent hitting a child or um, somebody yelling at their dog or, you know, all the things that upset us in the world? And where are our personal boundaries with that? And when do we get involved? And when do we stay out? And so... Like we, we said, boundaries is a really big issue that we can talk about forever. But basically, where we are on the planet right now is from a spiritual level. There are many ways through social activism that you can work. But from a spiritual level is keeping to your own boundaries and what you need and are you following the river of life. And stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. I spent my whole life worrying about what everybody else is doing and inequality and how people aren't being taken care of and having the same opportunities. You can drive yourself completely crazy. Focus on your life. Yeah, I think we we forget and there's some kind of um, thing that you know, everyone has their own God and we're not it. And so that means that every other soul, every other has their own journey on this planet. And uh, I mean, a lot of times we can assist on that journey if we're invited to, but the I have to remember that, like, I've been thinking a lot about recently my older sister who's, you know, been in a nursing home and you know, feeling somewhat of guilt that I'm on the other side of the country with it. And then I thought, like, what do I really know about all of those years in between when she was, you know, living on the street or what she was doing to be street smart to, you know, to stay alive and stuff like that. And that I really knew really little about the other person's journey. And I think in a lot of the native traditions, they talk about you really don't know unless you walk in somebody else's shoes. And it just kind of was this eye opening thing is like, well, I didn't know what was going on then. And like, why all of a sudden, if somebody's in a you know nursing facility, do I think that that it's any different? Right, right. Absolutely. And for me, it's all about heart connections. And I realize I've gotten a lot of criticism over over 20 years now, ever since I 
started doing radio interviews. I used to do 100 radio interviews a year on uh, medicine for the earth and how to thrive in changing times and how to heal toxic thoughts. Those were in the old days. And it was all about setting boundaries and knowing how to deal, you know, with um, your life and your spiritual uh, growth and your spiritual involvement. And so in How to Thrive in Changing Times, I told a story about um, a man who was part of my uh, study at the University of Michigan on um, would medicine for the earthwork help people who got depressed after a heart attack? And so one of the um, exercises I taught was breathing through your heart when you're really charged um, placing your hands on your heart or putting your attention on your heart and thinking about things in nature that you love, people that you love, and start emanating love um, and move that energy and emanate love. So one of my participants in the study who was um, a born-again Christian um, he loved the exercise, and he had a terrible, terrible relationship with his boss. They fought constantly, fought constantly. And he was coming back from the retreat, and the retreat was four days. It was residential, just being held in love by this community. I've never been in a workshop where we shared so much love with each other. And so he went in and the boss came up and she had that look, we're getting ready to fight. And it was getting <laughs> ready to happen. It was all ready to happen. And he emanated love through his heart. And in mid-sentence, she stopped. Hmm. She just stopped. And so you can call this woo-woo work. You can call this woo-woo work, but I have thousands of stories like this. So do we always have to get involved? Do we always have to cross boundaries? Is it possible that um, we work on ourselves, we process our own material, and for the rest, we emanate love? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's I love the O.O. Pinono work where... He, he healed all of those people on the, um, the, the mental health ward by forgiving them, for, for praying for them and praying in forgiveness. And we just, I think that's, that kind of work is invited. I, I think when we start to think that we know better for somebody else what they need than they need, then always it refer, you know, reflects back in. And I think, you know, we got that email from somebody and when you were reading it to me, she always reads them to me, by the way. I love it. And I was thinking to myself, like, okay, where is that woundedness in you still that sticks to, you know, a child being wounded? And, and I don't mean that it's not heartfelt because I have those similar childhood wounds. So if I see somebody yelling at a child, you know, I, I might still react. And then I, if I heal that, if I go inside and say to my inner child, what do you need right now? And, Oh, well, you want a ice cream cone? Okay. We like ice cream cones, you know, or you need a nap. Okay. Well, just in, in honoring it, that there's a place in me that, that was yelled at and screamed at, 
that if I can go inside and heal that, that that sends that wave of love out into, you know, the park where, you know, somebody else might be getting yelled at. And to know this has been the biggest gift for me is to see that everything that I experienced in those moments has been something in my healing practice that I've been able to assist somebody else with. Like that I needed all of those experiences because somebody has come to me with each of them over the last 25, 30 years, and I knew what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the power of initiation and shamanism is that you've gone through, you know, we call we call shamans the wounded healers because shamans go through everything that people have to go through because they have to understand how to heal the wound. But the wound in the shaman never heals because when the wound heals, oftentimes you lose your compassion. And in the practice of shamanism, compassion is number one. So if you ever meet a shamanic practitioner, a shamanic teacher, a true shaman, who really, really suffered the initiations of life, um, just know that they are really compassionate beings and they really do know and their wound is still gaping open so that they never forget. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've got all the burns from when I learned to cook. and <laughs> right. And I'm sure you do too. And, and I'm sure a lot of you who listen because... I think a lot of the people who listen to this, Sandra, it's because they don't, it's it's like reassuring. It's, it's not like we're telling you anything new every week that you haven't heard, but it's like you get reminded, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that too. And, and, and those boundaries for me, oh, for years I thought I knew what was best for everyone. I mean, I even got in high school in the yearbook. It was like Renee Lee's knowing what's best for everyone. I mean, so I've <laughs> it's been going on a long, long time. And, you know, a lot of it is because I see really I see I because I was very wounded. I can see right to the heart of people's deepest wounds. And over the years, I've learned to temper that vision so that I don't necessarily have to reflect it back to them that I see that that wound because that's I think that's what you get as you mature as a shaman or you know a practitioner is that just because you see it doesn't mean the other person needs to know it and and remember that just because you see it the other person doesn't need to know it and it's none of your business right right <laughs> exactly got to talk about boundaries they didn't ask you for help so that's another boundary conversation that would be really important. And I think we did something on this once of um, the illness in the shamanic community is how people do not accept that people are on their own journey, mm -hmm. that everybody is on their own journey and you might not have a place in it. And mm -hmm. the shamanic community tries to force their place and everybody's personal journey and you end up hurting yourself and you end up hurting the person because you might have 
put, pulled them back years mm-hmm. from being able to get their healing if you just would have let them have their own personal journey. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I think it's an AA that they call it denying somebody the dignity of their own bottom. Mm. You know, like that, again, you you know what's better and you don't. You don't. Uh, but the boundaries, you, for me, the boundaries that I've learned to keep recently, as I tend to my own side of the street, I have way more ability to be present when somebody does ask for my help. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more energy than when I'm trying to fix everything and fix everyone around me. And, you know, and, I, and so I think that this is a really important subject. And again, we're not here to self-promote, but these are the type, if you struggle with your boundary issues and you that's when it's the the universe might be calling you to do deeper work, to go find a teacher, to take a course, to, you know, like I know in my wind work courses, I I require people to look inside. And for whatever that works for some people, that doesn't work for some people, but it's it's not a one and done. You know, I do these processes along with people as I'm training them because it's like an every year, every month, every day kind of process to ensure that my boundaries are good. Otherwise, if I go out in public or this podcast or teach a class, everything starts to stick to me. If my boundaries and my inner work is not clear, my boundaries are not clear, I become the Velcro for, you know, whatever is not working in everyone else's life today. Well, and so does everybody else in the class, and so right. does everybody else on, on the Internet. We don't realize how much we're being flooded by um, such challenging energies that people are going through. And people are talking about it on the Internet. Um, they're more tired than ever. I, I have not heard that from ever I have not heard that ever in my 40 years, and I'm hearing it from students, practitioners, teachers right now. And it's not a tiredness like I need to take more naps or I need to sleep more. It's this tiredness of just so much coming at us. And we have to, we have to step aside and say, I need to find my own space. I need to find my own personal boundaries and not drown um, because it's very easy to drown with what's happening in the collective. Absolutely. And I'm kind of isolated because I'm up on my little island. I'm on my little compound. You know, I'm, you know, not, I have like very little outside you know, interference. I haven't even been wanting to be on the the web, the like internet very much lately because I've been having so much fun doing what I'm doing. And, and so if that, my suggestion would be find something you love to do and spend way more time doing that than doing all of the other outreach that you've been doing in your life and I think that that's a boundary that if we all kept, we'd get start to get renourished because I've been having to sleep later lately, mm. a whole extra hour. There must be some stuff out in the collective because I'm usually up by five, six, but I've been like sleeping in and resting. It's been very nice. 
Yeah, yeah. I actually sleep 12 hours a night. <laughs> and the reason is I got so exhausted. I I didn't take any time off um, during the challenges that we've recently been through. I had no boundaries and I wanted to be there for everybody. And now I'm dealing with that. And I am, um, this is a bit of an announcement, but I am planning on going completely and fully off the internet as I can reopen up um, my world so I can give it over to other people. So I get to live a different life, the life that um, I know is healthy for the earth, the life that I know is healthy for me. Um, that's my next step. That's my next phase. Mm, that's great. But she will keep coming on to our show, I believe. Yes. yes I will. <laughs> she says, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to, but we're going to do our show. So, no, we're going to be doing our show. And if you follow our show, uh, you can find us over at shamanstv.com. Come over to the Shaman's Cave. Um, we're YouTube, you know, Apple. Apple Music, we're we're all over, and we continue to grow. We're up, we're heading towards ten thousand subscribers on YouTube, and you know, share it with your friends because if this helps you, this would be a really good boundary. Offer, hey, listen, I like this show. You might like it. You know, don't tell them to listen or whatever, but share it and and give them the opportunity to make a different choice for themselves as well. Yeah, we're getting such wonderful feedback, such wonderful feedback of, of, um, I use, um, certain words I use all the time because they have a lot of meaning for me. In some ways, without Renee and I teaching, we're sharing a roadmap. Hmm. And, um, roadmaps are really, really important right now. <laughs> because a lot of people are going off trail. A lot of people are going off trail intentionally because that's the next place of their evolution. A lot of people are falling off the path and ending up off trail and don't know how to get back um, and don't know where they are. And Renee and I love to give those um, those clues, those um what you need to look for again so that you can follow that road. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of when I used to go to the Lakota Lodge week after week after week after week after week. And I kept wondering, when's she going to start to teach us? <laughs> 10 years. When are we going to, when's she going to tell us how to do that spirit flight? <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and that's what it is, is we want somebody to, to make the, the we want somebody to light up the path and make it so we don't have to, you know, shovel our way through the darkness. And we can't do that, but we can certainly share our experience and, and our hope and our strength with you because we're in here doing it alongside of you. We're not separate. Yes, and our strength, both Renee and I have. I think people project on shamanic teachers and shamanic practitioners that we have this romantic life. We live a shamanic life of being the wounded healer. 
And life isn't always easy. Life is not always easy, but you find meaning and you find growth and you find uh, deeper places in yourself if you're willing to take out that shovel. I love that metaphor and start to shovel yourself through the darkness, not out of the darkness, but through the darkness. It's quite a meaningful journey. And thank you. And I and we we really like sitting here with each other too. So it's a little selfish. We it's our selfish boundary too that we like to come here and, and sit here together and have our laughs and it's like having tea with an old friend. That's right. And it's like having tea with you. <laughs> so thank you everybody and sending you many blessings and as Renee said, share our show, let people know that there's these two sometimes crazy, sometimes wise women who talk about important uh, topics and have changed the life of thousands of people in their work and are going to keep doing that. And we welcome you. We have the experience, and there's not a lot of people who have the experience out there. So we're not going to lead you off on a wrong track Um so we welcome you into our circle. Thank you, Sandra.